When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Horse Tracks, a feature of Mile High Broncos Podcast. Part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's what's happening in Broncos Country. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Horse Tracks for Thursday, December 28th, 2023, last couple days. Uh, joining me, Jess Place, today is Chris Hart of Mile High Report. Uh, not a lot going on in Broncos country, just a little a little something just came across the wire uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, Chris, Chris, why don't you uh, just share what it was, and, and we'll we'll get, get going on it. Chris! Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Denver Broncos are benching Russell Wilson for the rest of the year, and Jared Sidham will be starting this game against the Chargers. Uh, Chris! Honestly, news that, you know, in my post-game review, I had said that I believe that Sean Payton, sooner than later, would want to get a guy in the room that he chose, whether he drafted or whether he traded for, whether he signed into that room. And that was made clear today with the big news. It was reported by virtually everyone of prominence in the NFL community, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, et cetera. It broke the news early this morning, and that just sent the Twitterverse and everywhere else into a tailspin. Broncos country was like, whoa, it's finally happening. And after kind of what I expected probably to happen earlier in the season, had the Broncos not ripped off that winning streak, finally happened. And there's just been some conflicting reports from both sides of the media as to why it's happening, how it originated. Jordan Schultz from Bleacher Report basically said that the Broncos threatened Russell Wilson and that he would be benched if they didn't or if he didn't revoke the guarantees in his contract for injury next season. 
And then Diane Rossini just came out and said that the Broncos would actually approach Russell Wilson about changing his contract in October. And now we're in December and it's finally happening. And if you go back to the October timeline, that was well before the Broncos were really on a roll and on a winning streak. So yeah, Broncos country, the news is Russell Wilson's time in Denver is done. Yeah, it's, it's at over. least for this year. I mean, next year they may get out of the contract. They may release him. They may do something with him in the off season, but at least for this year, kind of like what, uh, what the Raiders did with Derek Carr, uh, they're not letting him play the last two games because if he gets hurt, they owe him something like thirty-seven million. Is that is that right? Yeah, thirty-seven million in cash guaranteed for injury. So they obviously, I mean, everyone can say or have their opinion on how the Broncos went about it. I get it from a business perspective. It's you know protecting, I guess the financial solvency of the team and the betterment of the team's finances moving forward the next couple seasons, especially next year. Uh, but we're hearing this news now pretty much with the Broncos being vanquished from the playoff chat. So it's just wild news. Uh, it's news that I expected, but it's, it finally hit today. So here we are. After the, a Christmas Eve game where uh, Russ was kind of seeing ghosts and dancing around and twisting into tackles and getting sacked and not looking terribly wonderful for most of the game. Um, I personally, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. I thought they would let him play out the string, but uh, considering the, the injury um, bonus that he would get if he was hurt, which yeah, it, it, frankly, it's a surprise to me that this is a clause that goes into contract still because it, it's the easiest way for a team to get out of out of paying the player is just be like, well, we can't have you get injured, so so you're done. Like Derek Carr did it last year. Uh, there's been other other contracts that um, that have gone this way as well. Um, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise after seeing how uh, Russ played on well, how Russ has played, kind of period since he got here. Yeah, correct. I, I mean, last year, we wanted that season with Nathaniel Hackett to kind of be a mulligan for us. Like, hey, he did not look good at all. The Broncos gave up multiple first-round picks, multiple second-round picks. Oh, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, Noah Fan, etc. So the Broncos at that point in time had already given up a king's ransom as far as picks and players to acquire Wilson. And the question at that point in time was, would it be prudent for the Broncos to actually extend him sight unseen with the first year head coach in an entirely different offensive system. I had argued, let's take the wait and see approach. Let's see how Russell looks at least this year. And even the second year, they had two years of contractual control on him, and they decided and multiple conflicting reports on this as well. Uh, Russell Wilson had stated himself that he came to Denver under the conclusion that he was here to prove it for two years, but other NFL insiders and reporters had said there was no way that deal would have happened without, you know, the parameters of an extension being discussed. And now here we are at the end of December, Russell's second season. And I have to admit, Russ looked a lot better this year under Sean Payton doing what they're doing on offense compared to last season. But when you think about last season just being awful, all things considered, that's really not much of an improvement. And Sure, Russ is top five in the league in touchdowns. 
He's top five in completion percentage, et cetera. But more advanced metrics, you do the deep dive on that sort of thing. He is registering at the bottom third of the league. And for the roughly 40 to $50 million the Broncos would be paying him, you know, for the next several seasons at age 37, at age 38, at age 39, at age 40, man, that's, that's a tough decision to make. And yeah, that dead cap prorated over the next two years, if they designate him as a post June 1st cut is going to suck. But I think that we can all look at the past few weeks and realize that this marriage, this union between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson just was never going to work out. You think of what Russell, uh, Wilson's strengths as a player back to his Seahawks days, the Super Bowl champion winning days, was operating outside the pocket like Houdini, out of structure, just making incredible throws to Doug Baldwin, to Tyler Lockett, just to everybody there. And he did some of that this year. But a requisite for success in the NFL, and especially in Sean Payton's offense, is being a great anticipatory thrower in the NFL, throwing on time, not necessarily even throwing to a particular player, but throwing open to a spot, open in the defense, the zones, everything like that. And Russ, for whatever reason, and I think that there is a lot of credence to his lack of height, et cetera, has just never been that type of player. He is exactly the opposite of Drew Brees, who was also small by height standards, but Drew was operating Peyton's offense blindly after several years into it, just making a lot of throws. And I think that Sean Payton looks back at his career in the NFL at what he seemed to be successful and knowing that he can't really do that here with Russ. And it sucks all the way around because a couple of years ago when this trade happened, I think everyone at Mile High Report and most all of Broncos country was super stoked that holy cow, someone made a move, the team made a move, and we actually have a decent quarterback because Russell Wilson is not a, a bad quarterback. He's not terrible, but we've seen to date that he is just not someone at nearing 37 years of age and on the decline, someone who you can really build a team around to be championship caliber. And, you know, my article today just kind of goes into, this is all about the future. Uh, Sean Payton, obviously these next two games matter to the Broncos. They want to end the regular season on the high note. But this move like gets the ball rolling on what are they going to do in the offseason? What does the future look like for the Denver Broncos? And if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. So it's going to be phenomenally crazy to see what transpires over the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months. Uh, April's only four months away. The draft's four months away from basically two days. So I'm all about it. I, I can't wait to see what happens. So adding a little intrigue to this whole process, uh, there was a, a report likely put out by uh, Russell's, Russell Wilson's camp uh, about him being threatened into changing uh, his contract. And uh, Russ went on a liking spree on, on X or on Twitter or whatever we call it now. Um, he, uh, he was showing his appreciation for uh, certain narratives uh, would you like to go into a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I saw that too. Uh, you know, obviously Jordan Schultz from Bleacher Report had came out with the news depicting the the threatening language to the situation. And in Diana Rossini's report from ESPN on that, elaborating that this discussion happened months ago. I mean, just 
try to put yourself in Rush's shoes, like trying to do the best that he can, but like right away into their advent of their losing streak to begin the year, he's approached about this. Uh, that's pretty wild. So I can't honestly be surprised that Russell Wilson is out there on social media liking reports that could potentially paint the Broncos organization, whether it's Sean Payton, Greg, Pen uh, Greg Penner, the ownership group, or the decision makers in a bad light, kind of like throwing them underneath the bus and asking them to, you know, give up this or we're done with you. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's like a threat. It's just saying like, this is how it's going to be. Like if you aren't interested in reworking your contract to be more amicable to the team's future, you're just not going to be a part of our future. So yeah, that's well, and you had to see it coming. At. You had to see it coming with with the poor play. Right. The expectations were there. Uh, you right. don't get a contract like that and then yeah. turn in the performance that Russell has turned in and yeah. not have some unhappy uh, business partners. They absolutely were within their rights to go and ask for some of that money back or a rework or you know get rid of this injury clause. Uh, earlier, uh, earlier, what this week, earlier this weekend, there was, there was kind of like this erroneous report. It was kind of like out there, like Russ is open to renegotiating his contract. Well, that was, uh, proven erroneous because, um, Russ obviously did not rework his contract. He had no interest in getting rid of the injury clause. And that's why he finds himself on the bench for the final two games of the 2023 season. Yeah, the, the Broncos here, it's really just, I mean, it's both a business decision and a football sense relative to the fact that, yeah, he has not played up to expectation, but there is also the lingering truth that, yeah, I mean, this is obviously a financially motivated decision as well. And we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But, you know, I honestly don't think now that this bomb has dropped that there's any way that Wilson is coming back to Denver next season. And there was also another report out there from one of the cap gurus on Twitter, et cetera, that the Broncos can recoup some of the dead money losses or not necessarily have to pay out as much pending what Wilson would sign for, for another team. But then I got to thinking in my head, man, I bet Russell Wilson would sign for the veteran minimum just so the Broncos didn't get any relief at all after this. Like, oh, it, well, yeah, like with Derek Carr, they, he, yeah, he's yeah. fully within his right to job the Broncos over yeah. this. And uh, just, just coming across now, uh, uh, Diane Rossini says that uh, Russell Wilson expects to be cut by the Broncos this offseason. So there you go. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of this podcast, we were like, eh, maybe he comes back in some weird capacity. Nope. Looks like he's fully expecting to go somewhere else. So that, that is another signal. That Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He is not uh, at all interested in reworking that albatross of a contract that has hamstrung the Broncos since he arrived. Yeah. I mean, and you have to think about it from the team's future perspective. They gave Jared Stidham its, you know, pennies compared to what they gave Russell Wilson, but a two-year, $10 million contract with $7 million of it guaranteed. And obviously, Russell Wilson is not in the Broncos' plans for next season and beyond. So you're looking at, you know, Ben DiNucci's our practice squad, third string. The Nooch. But but not a future in Denver long-term as a starter. So really, this evaluation coming up here the next two games is to see how well Jarrett Stidham operates in Sean Payton's offense. Uh, I mean, are, are the Broncos looking at having to get potentially two different quarterbacks this offseason? Uh, I don't think that Jared Sinem is a long-term starter, but he's a guy that potentially could give you starter potential pitch starter, you know, for a season, not a long-term guy, but the Broncos really need to see, do they have that in him? Is he at least worthy of being a backup for next season? And if they don't, if he doesn't do well, then it's like, holy cow, what are we going to do now? And completely that room is a blank canvas. In my opinion, that quarterback room is, going to be all up to Sean Payton. I don't know if George Payton is going to be the GM. Uh, he's the one that traded for us. Uh, GMs negotiate contracts. People said ownership pushed for it, but it's like, woof. I have a hard time believing that George Payton's going to be with the team after the end of the season. It's hard for me to envision him getting canned right now just because we're only four months away from the draft, you can't get rid of your lead guy who's been getting those scouts out there, who's been developing these reports and getting all that information. I mean, they could, you never know. Uh, We saw what happened today. So I guess I can't say that's not a possibility, but uh, this Broncos quarterback room for 2024 and beyond is a blank canvas. It is completely up in the air. We have no idea how it's going to play out, but we just have to see these next two games. If Jared Siddham's worthy of at least being the backup for the Broncos next year. Watch him light it up, and then we got quarterback controversy in Denver again. Yeah, it's been controversy for 
since Peyton Manning, we just were operating. Broncos country that. loves the underdog. Jared Stidham, step right up. Yeah, I mean, I hope he plays well because it would be really nice to see how he does in Sean's system. And if we've got a functioning quarterback, then actually operate those middle of the field concepts, those slop routes, those, you know, crosses, everything that the good teams in the NFL are doing right now offensively. Uh, I mean, even see the, I mean, Brock Purdy had a rough game this past game, but he was the last pick in the draft. He was by all standards, a pretty average collegiate quarterback, but he's able to make those requisite throws and, and do those simple things and still operate at a, pretty high level in san francisco so you know Bronco... well, and it was it was telling on christmas eve uh zappy outplayed russell wilson uh two to one like it, it, there was there there looked like there was a veteran quarterback out there in that broncos patriots game and it wasn't russell wilson like that can't happen for the no. amount of money that he is making he needs to outperform zappy yeah I mean, the backup that... quarterback in new england Right. And that's just the thing. And I'm not trying to dog on Russ because I was really hoping for the best with that. We all were. But you're seeing, you know, even with the Bengals coming in and having their quarterback, uh, his name evades me right now, but coming in for Joe Burrow. Yeah, Jake Browning, I believe he was a quarterback at Washington College uh, some years ago, uh, coming in, winning three straight games, et cetera other teams across the league. Look at the Browns, man. The Browns are going to probably be AFC North champions and Deshaun Watson's Watson's out. They've got Joe Flacco, man. We should go get Joe Flacco. Flacco. Get all the way back too, man. He's going (laughs) to prime. I mean, I can't leave it to the Broncos. You know, like they, they make ah. Joe Flacco came in and has taken the Browns to the playoffs. Joe Flacco came in here and he stunk up the joint, pissed everybody off, and then was benched. Like that was right. That was great. Like yeah. that was something. It, and it, now here's Russell Wilson doing following the same thing, except except uh, he has a, a heftier contract and a bigger ding for right. getting released. I mean, I mean, Joe Flacco comes in as an emergency quarterback for the Browns, and they lose some games. You, you can't fault the guy. You, you're not going to piss on his parade. Uh, it costs you basically nothing to acquire them. The, the sad part about this with Broncos country, and I feel terrible for Russ because Russ wants to be a great player. I mean, he I believe him when he says he wants to play beyond 40. I mean, he's got a passion for the game that's palpable. But you think of everything that the Broncos invested in Russell Wilson, not just the finances, but literally for going two years of high draft picks in the process and it's hard to convince me otherwise that this isn't the worst deal in the history of the nfl and that's saying something because there's been certainly historically some really 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 bad trades i mean this deshaun watson one with the browns giving him a fully guaranteed contract probably tops it but we're broncos fans this is us so we can be miserable about it. But I, I, as bad as I feel for Russ, and I know this is a tough move, I, I'm excited because the last thing I really wanted to see was them trying to force this union to work for two more years when it's just quite obvious from reviewing the film or just watching the games in real time, like this just ain't working out. So 
Thea, I guess. If he had made the playoffs, things might have been different. If he if the, if the Broncos were still in contention for the playoffs, things might be different. But definitely, the second we lost to New England, the second we lost to the Texans, the second we lost to the Lions, like those, as soon as we started falling down the stairs, the writing was on the wall. Well, I mean, the writing was on the wall when the team was one and five in this October, you know, uh, report from Diane Rossini happened. Like they said in October. So like at this point in time, we're not even a third of the way through the year. The Broncos are terrible. We're turning back the clocks here. Russ gets approached about this. I think at that point in time, it's probably Sean being like, there's no way we're digging ourselves out of this. The historical odds of a one in five team making the playoffs, like what, 2%, like barely ever happen. So, I mean, Sean Payton was right to think like, hey, man, like this is the reality that we're facing. And yeah, unfortunately, uh, that three game road trip and dropping two games and losing to the Patriots at home. The teams that we've lost on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I mean, I I hope all you listeners had a great Christmas and great holiday and got better than what the Broncos gave us on Christmas Eve. But yeah, I mean, that just, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So um, here we are. It was the last of many straws. Yeah. I mean, it's just stuff, man. But like I said, I'm excited about the future. It's, it's never been, you know, it's been a, seven potentially eight straight losing seasons since super bowl 50 but at the same time i'll be damned if the broncos aren't the most exciting or most fascinating team in the league and it's there, there's some bias there because i love them they've been my team my whole life but man it's an interesting team there's never a dull moment in broncos country so however you're feeling about the news today just know that this offseason is going to be crazy it's going to be lit we're going to have some fun we're uh, in pursuit of a franchise quarterback again. 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 Yay. Again. Familiar territory. Woo. At least we're not doing a coach search this year. That's... <laughs> See, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. You know, players can be replaceable and coaches can be replaceable too. But at the same point in time, like they're paying Sean Payton $18 million a year to try and figure this out. And if you don't have the quarterback, you don't have anything. So that's today's news was obvious it was coming it was just a matter of when that was going to drop and honestly i really didn't have any faith earlier in the year after starting one and five that this was going to that we were going to embark on this journey of false hope that the broncos boy man they're going to the playoffs only to be dropped on our heads as fans and crying and not having good on christmas but uh it's well if it's one thing we're used to it's having uh, our hopes and dreams just crushed right before our very eyes. At least, at least we got to till the end of December. We got to Christmas really uh, before it happened. So that was that was different and uh, very much appreciated. Uh, Chris, do you have any parting thoughts on the Russell Wilson news of uh, Wednesday? Well, you guys know that I'm kind of the draft guru here, so all I want to say is just be expecting a lot of quarterback related material relative to the draft coming up over the next few weeks uh, leading up to April because there's a lot of prospects I'm going to have to start digging into. And as I've said before in articles, you know, maybe the Broncos don't get their guy in the first round, but the Broncos are taking quarterbacks somewhere 
in this quarterback draft. is definitely in play and i'm yeah. not a draft it's, it's the top need for the team we don't have one now <laughs> like I, they haven't had stole, one in we years just stole a quarter million dollar quarterback to go pound saying you're done like unprecedented move 85 million dollars in dead money which will be split over two years this is uncharted territory for teams in the nfl i mean we've seen teams eat bad contracts the broncos did it earlier with randy gregory in the season i mean what they eat 14 15 million there sure yeah well hey it's it's a lot of it's gonna take some time for the broncos probably to recover from this but uh I'm here for it, man. I, I'm excited to see what Sean Payton does. They traded a first and second round pick for Sean Payton, and they're paying him $18 million to go and figure this out. So he he made a bold move today. The team made a bold move today. So it, it's it, the onus is on them now. Uh, you know, I mean, in the back of my mind with the parting thoughts, it's like, where will Russ play next year? And just watch him go on a tear. Like, what? Like, we don't know what will happen, but just to see – you know, I'm also thinking not only what the Broncos will do, but like what's Russell's next step? Where does Russell go? How is he going to pan out? Because then we have the beauty of hindsight and looking back at these decisions and coming up with more talking points. So, yeah, I was excited to have Jess as uh, uh, do this pod with me today just because news like this is not really good to just tell you solo. So thank you, Jess, for also being a part of this. Well, it, it's, it's my pleasure. Today's- I uh, I love uh, I love uh, the Broncos, and uh, I, you know the fall of Russell Wilson is kind of noteworthy in the history of uh, of the Broncos. So uh, we'll look back on this time and be like, that was weird, and we'll be able to tell all of our kids about how terrible Russell Wilson was after he dominated us in a Super Bowl. Where were you on <laughs> December twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty three, when the Denver Broncos? told Russell Wilson, it's over. Come here, grandson. Let me tell you about this. Yeah, 20 yeah. years from now, etc. Have a seat on my knee. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> well, all you have to do when that time comes, just throw this podcast on. Some uh, uh, actually, This isn't something, something. Bro. This is horse tracks. This is breaking news horse tracks. So um, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Read more over at milehighreport.com, and there will probably be more podcast content uh, surrounding this uh, tremendous developments. Uh, certainly, it will be what everybody's talking about instead of the next two games because they really don't matter. No. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, have a good rest of uh, rest of your day. And uh, This is Chris. And that is Chris, and I am Jess. Thank you for listening. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.